Millionaires are turning to webinars to grow their businesses. Find out why on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Bluehost. Choosing the right hosting for your online business is critical. Bluehost has reliable servers and beginner-friendly onboarding waiting for you at servermaster.com front slash blue. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author, Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. I want to welcome you guys to the first episode of season two of the Serve No Master Podcast. It's been a long time since I've recorded an episode, and you guys deserve to know why. If you've been following me on other channels, you know that I went through a major medical situation, and I've been dealing with it ever since. I have major problems with my eyes. Sometimes I can't use a computer for days or even weeks at a time. It affects my ability to work, and it forced me to change everything I do. Now, I dictate all my books, all my courses, all my products, and that means my voice and my throat started burning out and getting exhausted. And unfortunately, podcast is what got slowed down. In the original first season of this podcast, the first 150 or so episodes, I was releasing five episodes a week every single week. And I just got burned out. As much as I love creating that much content for you guys, it was hard to do, especially because where I live, there is no quiet. I have three children with a fourth one on the way. We've got three dogs, a cat. Our neighbors have loads of chickens. There's always construction. There's always dogs barking. And so you're going to hear some noise in the background. And I've always wanted you to have that perfect, pristine sound. And I finally been thinking about it for the last week. And I said, you know what? It's not making excuses. If there's a little noise in the background, at least it's honest. At least you guys can tell that I'm really here. I don't have a sound studio. I don't have a fake set that looks like palm trees. I'm walking around my garden right now. One of my dogs is right here, absolutely exhausted because he just took him swimming in the ocean for the last hour. So hopefully that'll keep him quiet. But I want you guys to know where I'm coming from. I had this big plan that I would convert the podcast to a video podcast. If you guys are watching this on YouTube and you're just seeing slides, please understand that It was a bit too much of a logistical challenge to switch to a video podcast just yet. But if you are watching on YouTube, please take a chance to subscribe and give me a thumbs up to encourage me to keep going with season two. I've already outlined 52 episodes. I'm going to put an episode every single week for the next year. I'm absolutely dedicated to that. As long as you can forgive me for a little bit of the background noise, a little bit of the wind. I do a lot of processing. My neighbors are playing music very loud right now. If you hear background music, that's coming from 150 yards away. So imagine what's happening. But this is what tropical islands really sound like. We always imagine our heads, the tropical islands are absolutely silent, but they're not. So if you can bear with me, and if you are listening to this in the audio version, you can always go to servemaster.com front slash podcast to find the latest episodes because that little player always automatically updates. And please subscribe on whatever your favorite device is so that you get the new episodes because now there are new updates coming. We've changed where we host the podcast. We've changed our technology. We're doing better tools to make sure that the files are as small as possible so you get fast, clean audio. And I've hired a new amazing technician to remove all the background noise. So you may hear the occasional chicken and a dog barking, but for every chicken you hear, there's 10 that we were able to remove from the audio. And so I want to dig in today. In today's episode, we're going to talk about webinars because they've become a critical part of my business again. I'm a huge fan of webinar technology, and I really want to take you through it because it can make a big difference. And so we're going to go through why they're so powerful and all the technology as we go through today's episode. Now, the most important thing to understand about webinars is that they're about connection. The difference between a webinar and every other way we sell online is that it's a live interaction. Right now, you're hearing my voice. You can hear my neighbors. You can hear the wind. You can hear all these animals. You feel a higher level of connection because this is real. 
that extra realness attracts some people, pushes some people away because they go, no, I want perfect audio background. I don't want to hear a hammer in the background. I totally understand that. I finally have just said, you know what? There's nothing I can do. I'd rather put out something that's 80-20 than wait for that perfect moment of silence because I don't get it anymore. I used to get up at 4 a.m. to record my episodes. Guess what? My neighbors start church at 3 a.m. behind our house. They built an illegal church two feet from our back wall and they blast the music in the middle of the night. It's louder at night. And so I'm adapting. Now, the beauty of a webinar is that you can ask questions. When you come on one of my live webinars and you ask questions, I'll respond to you either live on the call or through the chat box. Just depends if I'm presenting or someone else is presenting and how many things are going on at once. I like to do my webinars from home, even though the internet here is the best way to describe it is sketchy. Every morning at 8 a.m., the internet gets turned off and it comes back on at midnight. And when I say turned off, I mean I can't check an email right now on my computer. Now, it does still work on my cell phone. Go figure. But I have no at-home internet. We have two different providers, both options on the island, and they both turn off every single morning. So I do what I have to do. I work all night when I'm doing video recordings. I have a whole bunch of new videos and new video interviews coming out really soon that I'm going to share with you. But I do my webinars at night. I have three monitors up. That's why I tend to do my webinars at 2 p.m. Eastern. That's when the internet's the fastest at my house. So that's why I do it. I could never do it at seven o'clock at night Eastern like I used to. Why? Because there's no internet. I don't have the option. So webinar increases reports, a chance to communicate with your audience and you feel like you're actually there. And the reason we have to use webinars, especially in the sales process, is as the price of an item goes up, the amount of connection we need before we feel comfortable spending that much money goes up. Now, I have a higher threshold than some people because I've been doing this for 10 years. So if there's a course from a brand I know and I want it, Sometimes I'll grab it. I don't even need to read the sales page or whatever because I already have an understanding of what I need and why I want to add it to my business. Recently, I was looking out for some brand new cutting edge SEO courses because I hired a new SEO person. I knew I needed some tools and some resources for her. So I was very strategic. But if you're just coming out and you're going, oh, I want to get into SEO, but I don't know anything about it, search engine optimization. I don't know how to rank websites in search engines and whether it's Google or Bing or Yahoo, then you're starting from zero. And if someone says, oh, my course is $2,000, and it's just a website and a button, it's hard to have that much trust. If you've never heard of that person, you really know. And even though there's lots of proof and screenshots, you don't have enough experience to tell the real from the fake. And when you're on a webinar, the beauty of it is that it's a live presentation and someone can ask questions. And so you're hearing a voice and because you're hearing a person there and you can type your questions in the chat box and they say your name and answer your question, you feel more trust because you go, okay, at least it's a real person. It's not just a dead website because I've made a purchase from a dead website before. I bought a product many years ago, maybe 15 years ago from a website that I really wanted. I don't know if it was 20 or $30. It was this PDF I'd been after. And unfortunately, the person had to update their website in a long time. The payment went through to PayPal and then nothing happened. So I know that fear because it's actually happened to me. So a webinar in the simplest format is a live presentation where one person could speak to a large audience. It's the same thing as though you were speaking on stage to a crowd, except for it's done through technology. Now, it used to be teleseminars, which means people would call into a phone number They would dial in a special code and then everyone can listen, but only the person who's running the technology can talk. Now, I've done teleseminars. They're interesting. They still exist in certain industries. They're still really popular in real estate and a few other places, especially where the market has aged. So if the average customer is like 25, they're used to webinars, they're used to that live technology. But if your customers are 50 or 60 and they grew up analog, they don't use a computer a lot, then they might be totally phone-based and there's nothing wrong with that. I want you to know right now, the only difference between a teleseminar and a webinar is that on a webinar, you can show slides. That's the entire difference. It's the exact same content. And in fact, you can dial in to a webinar via phone, and now you're experiencing a teleseminar. Tons of people do that all the time with technology. Now, there are three different types of webinars I want to take you through. The first is live. A live webinar is where 
everything is happening in the moment. You hear mistakes. If you've been on some of my live webinars, I've been on loads of live webinars where crazy things have happened, where my wife has walked into the room or one of the kids starts crying and wakes up. Those things happen. So it's absolutely live. You can tell it's live if someone says the date or they start talking about the weather. Then you know that it's an, a live webinar. And that's how they started, live presentations. And then they, technology came out about five or six years ago that allowed the automated webinar. An automated webinar is where it's a recording, but it seems like it's live. And so these use a different piece of technology. Usually a live webinar is on a platform like Zoom or GoToWebinar. And if you're doing an automated webinar, it's going to be a platform like Webinar Ninja, EverWebinar, or Stealth Seminar, which is the platform that I use right now. An automated webinar allows me to give a live presentation or a seemingly live presentation as frequently as I want. If you've seen anyone talking about how they run advertising on YouTube or Facebook, or you've even seen one of those ads and they said, we have a presentation and the presentation is starting within 15 minutes, that's an automated webinar. Now, automated webinars don't perform as well as live webinars, but they massively outperform sales pages because it seems like an event. There's a bit of a feel and you can do a lot of things to increase the quality of the experience. The presentation doesn't change. My friend has given the same three and a half hour webinar every Thursday for the entire eight years that I've known him. Every single Thursday, three and a half hours. The presentation changes less than 1%. Some of the questions people ask are slightly different. And imagine doing that week after week after week. If you record one of those presentations, you run it as an automated webinar. It saves you a massive amount of time because it does get exhausting to say the same things over and over and over again. And you can still be there answering questions in the chat box. So you can still answer questions live. You're just not doing the actual presentation. And that's a simulated webinar. Now, the other type of webinar is hybrid, or some people see people call it simulated live. This is where you use GoToWebinar. You play a video, and then you answer questions in the chat box. This is something that I do sometimes because I'm nervous, especially about my technology. So imagine, and this has happened to me, I'm giving an important webinar. There's hundreds of people on the call. It's a presentation I've done 20 times before. If I hit play on a video of me giving the exact same presentation, my internet cuts out. You guys don't lose what you're receiving. So the webinar continues. And this is why I'll have another team member log in and hit play on the video. And I'll still be in the chat box. I'll be answering questions. I'll be there live. I just won't be speaking because my internet cuts out all the time. And it absolutely does. This isn't the only reason people do it, but it's one of the reasons to run a hybrid webinar. A hybrid webinar, you might run once a week. This is what happens if you're on a webinar and there's less than 20 attendees. People tend to do this. It's kind of uh, in the webinar swap or JV webinar world. If someone says, oh, how many people can you put on my webinar? Because they'll decide if they're going to do automated, hybrid, or live. If you have less than 10 people, it's going to be automated. If it's maybe 20 or 30 people, it's probably going to be a hybrid where they're playing a video, but it feels live and they're in the chat room. And if it's like 100 people or more, everyone will do it live at that point. Is this just a video sales letter? This is a great question. So a video sales letter is a really tightly structured copywriting structure that requires you to be really tight, really good. And it's a pre-recorded video. Those tend to be anywhere from 12 to 45 minutes long. And they take you through a very specific journey, but they're very, very high on the copywriting skill sale. And if it's a video sales letter, there's no sense of an event. Even if it's an automated webinar, we create the sense of the event. And so people stay. That's why when I'm hosting a webinar, people can't make the time. They go, hey, Jonathan, will there be a replay? I want to see it. That sense of it's something that's happening. It's a door that's closing. It's a difference. Whereas a VSL, you can watch it anytime you want, which means people go, I'll watch it later. I'll watch it later. They never watch it. There's nothing wrong with video sales. I use them all the time. If you ever watch one of my little promotions where I go, hey guys, it's Valentine's Day. Hey guys, it's Halloween and I'm wearing my Halloween costume. Hey guys, it's St. Patrick's Day and I'm wearing my green Batman shirt. It was the, only, it was the green shirt, only green shirt I could find that day. 
those are VSLs because they're videos and I don't, there's no sense of an event. Sure, there's a timer, but it doesn't feel like, oh, I need to watch this right now. You go, I can watch this anytime until the timer ends. It's, there's no liveness to it and there's no sense of liveness. So that's really the big difference. While I use video sales letters a lot, when I do them, it tends to be me standing in front of a camera. Um, they are slideshow presentations, but they're just no sense of the event. That's really the big difference. Now, you might be feeling a little bit of technology overload at this point, and that's totally reasonable because how do you choose which platform to use? How do you choose which tools to use? How do you know what's the right tools to use? I want to walk you through that right now. If you're just getting started out and you want to do a few test webinars, you want to try doing a live presentation, hands down, the best tool for beginners is called Zoom. Zoom is $15 a month. It's absolutely affordable. And it's a great place to begin. Now, you can only do of a certain size. When you sign up for Zoom, it's a meeting platform. It's $15 a month, so it's not as advanced and complicated. And basically, you give a presentation and people can see each other. Usually, when I do a Zoom presentation, I have the webcam on. It's how I do all of the recordings I do for my summits or my video interviews. So anytime you see a video of me talking to someone else on YouTube or on a sales letter anywhere, or on a summit or an interview, it's on Zoom. It's kind of become the industry standard over the last year and a half. And it's so good at recording. I was recording an interview last night. My internet glitched, which is the nightmare. The beauty of Zoom is that it records in the middle. So if I'm doing an interview with someone, it's recording from that person to the internet and my side's recording from me to the internet. So the guest doesn't get damaged even if I drop off. I love recording in the middle. I can choose to record on my computer, but I don't trust my internet enough, so I don't. I also use Zoom. When I do coaching calls and group coaching calls. If you're a member of any of my advanced programs or my monthly programs, or if you're a member of Freedom Fighters and you come to the monthly coaching call and ask me anything Q&A sessions, I run those via Zoom. At the next level above that, as far as technology goes, there's a couple of options for my webinars. I use the gold standard, which is GoToWebinar. It's expensive. My GoToWebinar is $250 a month. That's why I don't recommend you start there. I want you to start at something that's affordable and manageable so you can play with it. Now, with my license for GoToWebinar, I can do like lives. I'm allowed to play a video with it at my level, and I can host up to 500 people. So that's why I have an account of that size. It's not necessary for you. I want to give you guys real numbers, not dance around it, and say that you probably don't need to go to that level. You can start out at the $109 level. allows you to have up to 100 people. As long as you're doing live, it can be that tool. But I would recommend if you're just starting out and your audience is 20 people or less, Zoom is absolutely fine. They can see each other's questions, and they can chat to each other in the chat box. And if they turn the webcams on, they can see each other unless you deactivate the webcams. That's the only deficiency of a Zoom meeting. So if you have someone in there who's asking mean questions or showing their butt, you just have to kick them out of the room. Otherwise, there's really no problem with the Zoom. I've never had that happen. But I know that's a fear some people have is that the audience can see how many people are actually there. Whereas if it's on a GoToWebinar, you have no idea how many people are there. I've done GoToWebinar presentations to 700 people and I've done them to seven people and no one can tell. That's one of the differences, but it's really not a big deal. It can be a little bit overwhelming the first time you do a webinar. I've been through a whole bunch of the tech problems where the webinar hangs up, where the software glitches. Most of those issues were happening 10 years ago when the technology was kind of fresh. I haven't had a tech problem on a webinar in a really long time, but I know we have those fears and I want you to know it's not something you need to be worried about as much anymore. There's a lot of really great options and if you look at the show notes or the description if you're watching the YouTube version of this video, and we have links to the tools that we like the most right now. I'm always updating my tools. I'm actually in the middle of updating my entire toolbox page on my website to recommend the tools that I use currently. 
I don't want to recommend a tool that I stopped using a few months ago. So I'm always trying to keep you guys updated. So just in case I switch away and I stop using Zoom or I stop using GoToWebinar, I have a different favorite tool. I'll put the links below this video. And for automated webinars, I use Stealth Seminar. So those are the three tools that I'm using right now. And they all work really well for me. Stealth Seminar did a massive update recently. The new version is really amazing. And I've never had a problem with the technology. I've never gotten an email about the technology glitching when someone was watching a pre-recorded webinar, an automated webinar. So I've been very happy with Stealth Seminar. And it's been a good experience. I'm going to be doing a lot more with their tool over the year. Now, the beauty of webinars is that you can sell it before you make it. This is the best place. This is how I recommend you using webinars when you're starting out. If you have an audience, a mailing list of 100 people, you have more than enough to start running a webinar. Here's how it works. Most of the time when I have an idea for a product, I have two choices. I can start selling it right away, or I can make the whole product, put in months of effort, and then see if anyone wants to buy it. Which one do you think is more interesting? Of course, selling it before you make it. The reason we do that is because sometimes we have bad ideas. And by we, I mean you and also me. I've had bad ideas. I've had ideas that I thought were so good and nobody wanted them. I don't want to build a course that makes no money, right? We don't want to put an effort only to hear crickets. So you can run a live presentation. You say, hey guys, I want to tell you about something really cool now. And they come on your live call. Even if you only have 10 or 20 people, that's more than enough for the data you need. You say, guys, I'm thinking of doing this. Let me tell you how it's going to work. And an example of this is I created a program. I was like, it was called Writing Village. And I said, we're going to write a book together over the next six weeks. We're going to meet every single week. We're going to have these specific writing goals. Everything's going to happen. We're going to have massive live sessions. You can ask all your questions. I'll walk you through every part of writing a book. We'll do it together as a group. Nobody bought it. <laughs> Hard fail. What that means is I didn't have to run the course. It let me know that just because I thought something was a good idea didn't mean my audience wanted it. And that's okay. It cost me one hour of time to find out that I'd had a bad idea. Most of my courses I run live. Master Your Destiny, Super Affiliate, Freedom Fighter, free, Freelancing to Freedom. Most of those I ran live for the very first time. Now when you buy them, a lot of my courses you buy and you can get access, they were originally done live. And so they're 10 or 12 one-hour sessions. That's how you can tell if it was a live course. If it's 10 or 12 one-hour sessions or if it's like 25 or 30 10 or 15-minute videos, one was live and one wasn't. I do live most of the time now when I create courses because I get really good feedback during the course, but also I find out if anyone wants it. And if I don't sell 10 units when I'm doing a test, I know no one's really interested in this. But when I'm running it with a group, I then do the training via webinar. So I might sell it via GoToWebinar, and then I'll do the live training via Zoom. Zoom is more intimate. I don't tend to turn on my webcam unless I'm with paying customers. So you get higher levels of access to me based on where you are in my sales cycle. And that's exactly why we build the profit pyramid, which I talked about in a previous episode. We'll put a link to that in the notes below. But at the bottom level of the pyramid where everyone has access is your free products. At the highest level is the most expensive stuff, which is the highest level access to you. But at the bottom, you have like free PDFs and giveaways and books. And at the top, you have group coaching, then one-on-one coaching, then in-person one-on-one coaching is at the very top where someone sees your face in person. Selling something before you make it gives you the freedom you need. Even if you just make a couple hundred or a thousand dollars before you sell it, you go, okay, now I know how much money I'm making for every hour I invest. Let's just do simple numbers and say that you run your program, you do your sales webinar, make a thousand dollars. Awesome. That's great. That's an absolute win. Then you can sit down and say, this is going to take me 20 hours of preparation and 20 hours to deliver the content. So it's 40 hours of your time. And you should do a thousand divided by 40 and say, 
is $25 an hour a good value for me? Keep in mind that you can then resell it again and again and again and again. This is just the first time after that, your pure profit. So this is why this structure can be really valuable. Now, let me talk you through a little bit about the structure of a webinar. Keep it really, really simple. You're going to start off with a warming up, breaking the ice, saying, hey guys, thank you so much for calling in. I'm so excited to have you guys here. I appreciate you being with me. Just let me know if you can hear me. And if you can hear me, write in the chat box where in the world you are. And guys, if you're watching this video on YouTube, in the comments below, why don't you tell me where you're watching this video from? Because I love seeing that. I love that I have people from all around the world. Sometimes I'm able to get all 24 time zones represented on a live call, and that gets me excited. So instead of just saying, can you hear me, getting yes or no, I'd like people to say, oh, I'm here in the world. And since uh, GoToWebinar will show me the name of each person, I say, oh, look, we've got Chris from Toronto. That's amazing. We've got Terry all the way from Australia. Wow. Opposite sides of the world. That's great. And we've got Ivan from Iceland. Now, we don't usually have alliteration, but when I'm doing fake names, I tend to do that. Tony from Texas, Alan from Alameda. Once we've warmed up the audience, then we want to start going into why they should stick around, and that means we're going to give them some benefits. Hey, if you stick around, here's some of the cool things you're going to be able to do. By the end of this presentation, you'll know how to do X. You'll know how to set up and start your blog and get your first blog post live within the next hour. Great. Yeah, I should stick for that because I want to be able to do that. It's really, really great. Then we dig into understanding the problem. And this is where we start to warm up and say, here's the problem. It's not your fault. Here's the problem. Here's how it's holding you back. So this sometimes is called problem agitate release. Say, oh, you're overweight. You're overweight. So you can't keep up with your kids. That stinks. It makes you feel lonely. It's not your fault because the food pyramid has changed 20 times in my lifetime. It's not even a pyramid anymore. The foods that are recommended by the United States federal government have changed so significantly that it, they changed the shape of it from a pyramid to a circle, and all the recommendations are different. And now included in the recommendations is a small amount of sugar every day. Sugar is a poison. It tastes good, but sugar is 100% absolutely toxic. Hey, you're struggling with your weight. It's affecting your relationships. It's not your fault because you watch television and movies and they give you false education. They show you beautiful people mixed in with commercials for unhealthy food. It's confusing, mixed message. It's not your fault. The reason we do this is so that people don't feel bad. We don't want to make people feel bad. They don't feel guilty. We pour people with guilt say, hey, you're overweight, it's your fault. No one wants to hear that. It doesn't work. So we have to give people a release, say, hey, it's happened, it's outside your fault. And this is something, believe me, that I know a lot about because I'm constantly dealing with my weight. I have to exercise every single day. I have to be super strict with my diet. So that's why it comes up a lot in my examples. If you see any of my live videos, you'll know that even though I've lost a lot of weight recently, I don't get to stop. I'll have to exercise every day for the rest of my life if I want to control my weight and have a long life. So the deck is not dealt in my favor. Oh, it's not my fault? Eh, it is my fault. I'll take responsibility for my own problems, okay? Then we go into the teaching part. And the teaching is where you want to teach something really useful, but not your entire program. So you say, hey, let me teach you steps one and two of my 10-step program. And then you go, oh, I don't have time to teach you the rest. You have to buy the training to get that. So we teach something that's valuable and useful. So the beginning is about eight minutes. The teaching is about 20 minutes. And about 28 minutes in your transition, you go, guys, I hope it's okay. I've taught you something. I've taught you the first two steps in the process. I would love to teach you everything else, but I only have so much time. Is it okay if you spend 10 minutes with me and I show you my next product? And we do this so that it doesn't feel like a bait and switch. It doesn't feel like a trick. There are people who only want the free stuff, don't want to hear the product, and they will hang up right then. That's fine. Let them know, oh, if you're not interested in what I have to sell, if you're not, you never want to buy a course from me, you don't care about the next level, you just want the free stuff and then you're out of here, you're a freebie seeker, now is the time when you hang up. They hang up and anywhere from 10 to 50% of the people on the call might disappear. That's okay. No matter what you did, even if you were tricky, they were never going to buy. Even at the beginning of your webinar, you could decide to go at the very beginning, hey guys, I'm going to 
teach you guys a bunch of stuff. And at the end, I'm going to teach you about my new program, just so you know. So you can give a heads up if you want. That's fine too. Once we transition, say we're going to pitch, then we go into our product and there's a whole sales process. The basic idea is you give people the benefits. Here's all the great things to do. Here's all the amazing things you'll get. Here's all the benefits, how this will transform your life. And it looks like it's going to be thousand dollars, not thousand dollars, not 500, not 250. I'm only going to charge you $27. And in fact, to make this an even better deal, I'm going to give you these three bonuses. One, two, three. And if you want to see that in action, watch any infomercial. That's the structure of a sales webinar. And I hope you find that useful. Obviously, that's a really quick, abbreviated version of that. But it gives you enough to write your first webinar. Absolutely. And now, here's a really great question. I get this all the time. Jonathan, what about Facebook Live? What about live streaming? Now, live streaming is different. Live streaming is about turning on your webcam, people watching you do something. And those tend to be free. You can sell stuff on live streams. The technology is moving in that direction. But it's not all the way there yet. The reason I don't really love live streams for this part of the process is that then you don't own the channel. If I'm doing a live stream through YouTube or Facebook Live and I've done them several times in the past, then I don't own that communication channel. It's through someone else's platform because I'm not paying a fee for it, which means they can turn it off. They can put ads in the middle of it. They can do all those things. Now, I do do live streams. Live streams tend to be presentations or I'm showing stuff from the beach or I'm doing something live and I'm just giving stuff away. I'm okay with that. But that's my personal approach. Now, there is coming an advent of technology where perhaps live streams and webinars will merge, but they're not quite there yet. Now, if you're looking for the gear you need to start, all you need to get started is an internet connection and a microphone. That's it. And if you have a limited budget, you can grab yourself a Logitech headset. Those sound pretty good. And if you want a great microphone, I recommend the Rode Podcaster. Absolutely, hands down. I've used a lot of other microphones. The alternate that a lot of people talk about is microphones by Blue. I had the Blue Yeti. I've had two different Blue Yetis and a Blue Snowball. I always sounded like I was in a submarine. That's me. I don't know why that happened to me. Other people have had great sound from those microphones. So a lot of people I do podcasts with or interviews with or webinars with, they're using a Blue Yeti. I use a Rode Podcaster. I love it. I've had a Rode Podcaster now for four years. Since I switched from the Yeti to the Podcaster, no one's complained about my audio sound. And if you hear the sound right now for this, which is not a webinar, but it's a recording, all I'm using is my Samsung phone. I don't even have a top-of-the-line phone. It's an A70 if you want to look up the exact model. It's already been replaced by the A71, so it's not even a current mid-tier microphone. Uh, but I grabbed it last year, and I've been happy with it. I finally had to switch from an Apple phone simply because they don't have a microphone jack. And I'm using a Rode SmartLaugh Plus. It's the same lavalier microphone I've been talking about for three or four years. This is my third version of this microphone. They only last a couple of years with how rough I am with them. But considering they only cost $60 to $70, it's okay. So that's the exact gear that I use. You don't need a lot beyond that. For your slideshow presentation, if you're on a Mac, use Keynote, which comes with your Mac. If you're on a PC, PowerPoint is what you can use. And if you can't afford those, or you need something free, there's a Google Slides program. I haven't used that because I've been using Keynote and PowerPoint for 10 years. And when I started out, Google Slides didn't exist, but it's just as good. I'm sure it's absolutely fine. And that's all that you really need. That's enough to get started. And you might be nervous about going live. When you think about going live, you can get hit with that stage fright and those fears and things will go wrong. My experience has been throughout my entire career that things do go wrong and it's never as bad as you thought it would be. I spent a decade DJing around the world. One of my other hobbies, I'm passionate about music. And I'll never forget, I was DJing at a student union in England in my late 20s, and I realized I was inside an electromagnetic field. The place had been wired so poorly that I, my hair was getting raised off my body in every single direction. And I was terrified that I was going to get electrocuted to death. I've been in situations where the power's cut off to the entire venue in the middle of my performance. I've had someone spill a drink into one of my turntables, and so I had to DJ with only one turntable. It's kind of like playing guitar with one hand. It's very, very hard. But we learn and we adapt. And once it happened, I never got afraid of it happening again. 
which is kind of, it's not the easiest answer to the question, but the best thing you can do is go live and give it a try. Don't tell people it's your first time. You don't need to do that because then they'll be looking for flaws. Just do your best. And if things go wrong, guess what? You can do it again the next time and different people will show up. Now, the beauty of webinars is it's the power of the event and it means you can raise your prices. Programs that you sell for seven or $17, you can now sell for $197, $297, $1,000 or $2,000. And if you've been following me for a while, you're following me on my email and you get emails from my newsletter, you'll see that when I'm recommending something that's quite expensive, I'll take you through a live training, especially if it's someone else's program or tool so that you can ask them questions because that's how you can generate a lot more revenue for your business. Guys, thank you so much for joining me for season two of the Serve No Master podcast. I'm really excited to start cranking out this content channel with you guys again, and I'll see you back again next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back next Tuesday with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you Tuesday. Afraid to make your first digital product? Fear and the unknown holding you back? Shatter through the myths with my free guide at servemaster.com front slash myth.